I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra. And if there's one thing we've learned on this podcast, it is not easy being single in the dating world. And there's a lot of deal breakers. Yeah, because smoking for a lot of people is a no-go. But what about weed? What about weed? Exactly. Especially now here in Canada, it's a new world, right? Absolutely. Imagine meeting a great guy or meeting a great girl and they, they're doing that one thing that you absolutely hate. Uh, believe it or not, there's actually a website out there specifically for people who like to to get high and it's called highbear.com. Whatever, right? That's your commonality. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk to the founder and CEO of this website and he's going to tell us what makes it different than any other dating website out there. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. Well, Hillary, um, you probably don't know this, but today is my anniversary. Oh, congratulations to you and Tim. You're such a great couple. I love you guys. Oh, you're done. I thank you very much. Uh, today, um, we've been there. <laughs> because you're, that's like what you say, you know, you've been such a great couple. Thank you, Ben. You know? <laughs> I do love you guys. Okay. Maybe Aww. something a little more quick and dirty. Ask. I can't wait to see you guys drunk off your ass. <laughs> that's it. There you go. In a few weeks. That is more, that's exactly how it's going to play out, too. But, you know, today's our seventh wedding anniversary. Okay. That's right. Wow. Se- Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I just did the math. Um, I don't think that your children were born out of wedlock, and I'm pretty sure you have, like, a 15 and 16-year-old. So my new thing is lying about... Uh, <laughs> I lie about how long I've been married because I told somebody recently that I was about to celebrate my wedding anniversary. And then I told them how long I'd been married. And then they said, oh, how long have you been together? And we've been together like six years longer than we were married for. So then it's like, holy crap, we're like deep into some numbers here. And then they look at me and they start doing the math in their head. Could you see it? Like the um, like I'd see them like oh, carry the one. Holy crap. She's like, wow, she's old. And that's the first thing they do when they look at me and I think oh my god I'm like a grand dame here like a the grand dame of radio who's been with her partner for I'll say it 25 years and today is our 19th wedding anniversary yeah but you could have met when you were 18 so like don't even worry about or like 16 because now I'm like full-on lying saying oh yeah we're high school sweethearts because that's the only way to play this now but how sad eh, that I I'm embarrassed by the amount of time that we've been together and I know it's a shouldn't it be a feather in my cap I think it should be. You should be proud in this day and age. You've managed to tolerate. I'm not saying you're happy, but you've managed to tolerate each other <laughs> yeah. for 25 years. People have a funny way of reacting. The first thing they do is they do the math in your head and then they congratulate you because everybody else is divorced. And then I think maybe we're just lazy. How do you think? Like the assumption is we're together and happy. I'm not saying we're not happy, but the assumption is that we're together and happy. It's like, you don't know that. I could be in the worst marriage ever, but financially unable to leave him or, you know, whatever. But I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying the... the that you keep defending him? I keep defending <laughs> Like, I just, it's an odd thing being married to somebody for so long. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. Should Is that the biggest feather in my cap? <laughs> I think, is it? Do you ever wonder if they're looking at you for other reasons? Like, they know you, right? But they may not know Tim. And do you, are they ever like, really? He's, he put up with you for that long? Do you know what the weird... I'll, 
I don't know why this is such an odd topic for me, but a few years ago, my husband and I, we went to this high school reunion thing of his and we're, you know, in a, like a legion somewhere and we're drinking and it's crazy as it always is with his friends. And well, you're in you a know, legion. That was the first. <laughs> the beer's cheap, Hillary. I, I don't care what anybody says. The legion is the only place you should be partying. You're never going to get four buck a beer anywhere else, a, a buck for <laughs> a beer for four bucks anywhere else. All right. So uh, you're with his right. friends. Okay. We're at whatever. And everybody's drunk and everybody's, you know, I love you, man. And it's past midnight. It's crazy. And some guy that I've known for as long as I've known Tim, his friend, an old friend of his, comes up to me and he puts his arm around me and he says, you know, I really never thought you guys would last. (laughs) And I was like that. I don't even know what that means. But that is apparently the sentiment of everybody we know who's known us from the beginning. And the irony is that all of his friends have had failed marriages, every one of them. Uh, so, and I'm like, hmm, who's laughing now? So <laughs> maybe them, maybe them. But then the I life. think to myself, if, if we ever divorce one day, that would be a great joy to them. And they'd be like, see, I told you it wasn't going to lie. Even though we're 25 years in now, I'm pretty sure it did last. But do you know what I mean? I'd be like, I feel like I'd be disappointing other people or giving them satisfaction. Right. <laughs> do you know why they thought that it wouldn't last? Because I look at you two and I look at the way that Tim sees you and stares at you and oddly incredulously like a puppy dog. <laughs> he doesn't follow me like I a puppy know. dog ever. He's a manly man. But He's very manly. But, like, do you know why they wouldn't think that? I don't know. Were you going to tell me? No. Oh, I thought you knew why. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. I thought you. you were guessing. Yes, because we are polar opposites. Like, really, I'm, look, you guys have listened to this podcast. If you've listened to this podcast for five minutes, you know I'm out. You know I'm high May. I'm full on high May. I'm, I'm not an easy person. I likes what I likes. And I have a hard time holding anything in. Any emotion I'm having is coming out of me within a minute. And I'm brutally honest. Right. But that works with Tim because he is unaffected by your emotion. Also true. He (laughs) is the most emotionally unavailable person I've ever met. He just doesn't give it away. He he's been available to me, but he it it was a process, you know, like it you grow. He's he's grown as a human being since he's known me because I won't have it any other way. Right. He, you know what I mean? If he was the same guy that I met 25 years ago, we never would have lasted. Right. You but have if he to was evolve, a really right? emotional person, every time you flew off the handle. Now, I'm not saying it's unwarranted, but anytime oh, you had an emotion, if he then reacted, it would have been over in a year. That's true. He is uh, an underreactor, you could say. <laughs> so when I have a, a strong reaction to something, he's always like, everything's going to work out in the end. And that would used to make me crazy, but then he would prove me right. It'd be like, oh, things actually, nobody's going to die. You know, like you yeah, figure right. things out as you go. So, yeah. So I, I do think he's still an underreactor, and I don't think he appropriately reacts to things that are important. But uh, somehow we found the common ground and... Uh, here we are after seven long years. <laughs> you know, I think Tim and my boyfriend, Chris, are a lot alike because he's a social worker. Different. He allows me to talk about my feelings as much as I want. He encourages it, but he never flies off the handle. And it's like, could you just need me for something? Could you need <laughs> me for something to talk to me about something? 
do you have a emotion? Like, I feel like I'm always leaning on him and he's always there for me and he lets me go. And when he, when it's too much, he has radio silence. But like, for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, love is uh Letting, not letting someone, but just but being two individuals. I've always said, just letting someone be them, right? Mm-hmm. Is So your guy's like that too. He doesn't try to control you or tell you what to be or anything like that. And I, I think that's a secret to the marriage is that he's never said to me, I don't like you doing that. It's like, do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, if you love something, set it free. <laughs> and he knows what drives me nuts in our arguments is I'll fly off the handle. And he'll he's a social worker, right? So he never really agrees with me or says, yeah, you know what? You're right. He'll say, I could see how you might feel that way. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It makes me crazy. And then you're like, yeah, you could. But you still think I'm crazy. <laughs> you want someone to be on your side. When I tell right. someone, like even a girlfriend, I'll tell them a story. I need you to get mad at them. And I need you to understand that my enemies are now your enemies. <laughs> That's how it works. End of story. But yeah, Tim's not like yeah. that. He won't take on my enemies. Yeah. Whether it's my friend or my kid, you're on my side. <laughs> That's right. God, they don't understand. And you know, we we were entrenched in the hockey world for a long time. And about 80% of the people we dealt with have rubbed me the wrong way at some point with bad behavior in public and blah, blah, blah. And I, um, oh, and, and, and treating my husband poorly. You know, he was coaching a lot. So when you're a coach, you have people treating you poorly because that's what they do in high-level hockey. And, you know, as soon as I would find out about it, they would immediately become my enemies and they would be dead to me because you (laughs) cannot, you, once you mess with him, you've messed with me. And that's that's, really sweet. But he's not like that. Once you mess with me, (laughs) he's still your friend. (laughs) That did bother. I'm like, once he went, literally, I'm now your enemy for life. Tim will forgive you, but understand his wife will never forget. And you're on my list forever ever and ever Sandra like I'm harsh on your list too you'd be in a universe of two people that's true (laughs) there'd be no contact with the outside world I know that's true thank God (laughs) (laughs) anyway happy seventh anniversary to me proud of you. <laughs> now, okay, 19 years, I said it, 19 years married, 25 years together. Oh, it's been a, like, I can't even, like, I look at, I'm like, wow, we were, like, so young when we got together, like, 12. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was young. illegal. I don't even Too know young. how it happened. But... How is he not arrested? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys make uh, an amazing couple. I think your kids are everything that they should have been. They have so much personality. They're special kids, that's for sure. <laughs> they, uh, have yeah. the, they have the best and worst of you both. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you something. Speaking of weird kids, can I just c- completely randomly tell you about the weird kid I have? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm driving to home. I'm driving home the other day. I'm, I'm actually listening to a podcast. And I'm, you know, I guess not paying attention to the road, which is probably a bad idea. Two seconds later, my phone rings. I pick it up and he's like, Mom, Olson, what are you calling me for? Mom, you just passed me on the road. I'm like, I did? You like you almost clipped me. <laughs> what? I you did of course not. picked it up on hands free, right? Of course. And uh no, I did. And uh and I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't almost clip you. I would have noticed you. And he's like, what am I, burnt meat on the side burnt of a rubber? I'm like, burnt meat. That kid's funny. <laughs> burnt meat. So anyway, I almost killed my kid the other day driving, but I told him you probably deserved it. <laughs> 
if I've seen videos of his driving, <laughs> it was likely his fault. 100% his fault. He can't even walk on the side of the road, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. Uh, I also want to talk about marriage today. Uh-oh. Who's? <laughs> the ongoing fight for me to get married to my boyfriend. <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. When and if he ever proposes, I'll be disappointed because because the road has been so entertaining. <laughs> Honestly, it has really been so fun. So we have now gotten really passive aggressive jokingly about it. Neither one of us is mad. I think I realize it's going to happen when he wants it to happen. And he realizes it's going to happen. So <laughs> it's going to happen. It's just a matter of you'll you'll make it seem like it's his idea, though. Right. right. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, I'm working towards that final goal of making it his idea. <laughs> Last night, I was scouring dog rescues, as I'm known to do, for really cute dogs that I want to Aww, adopt. Oh, you're so cute. Because I love dogs. And my guy's getting a bit old. He's 10, and I know that I'm going to need a backup dog. Wow, already <laughs> looking for a replacement. Well, I kind of, wow. I want my old dog to teach my new dog how to be awesome like him. Aw, and a little friend at the end of life is nice. I get it. Right. And they say that having another dog around keeps them more active and, and healthier longer. Okay. So, uh, well, one problem, my boyfriend has kids, not dogs. And I honestly think the reason we don't live together is because he's waiting for Bruzy to reach his final resting place. Because he, he loves my dog, but he yeah. loves my dog at my house because he's very particular my boyfriend's incredibly particular, and my dog in the three years we have dated has only been to his house once. So he's not a dog person. No. In fact, his friends knew he was dating a person with a dog because then he started paying attention to their dog. Huh. So what do you think it all means? So he doesn't want you to get this new dog from no, the no, shelter. No, no, no. In fact, I sent him a message yesterday night that said hey look at this cute this cute dog from barks and meows rescue if you get me him for christmas or for our, uh, my birthday this year i'll stop bugging you for a ring <laughs> wow emotional blackmail perfect <laughs> how did that go over uh, his response was i'd rather get you a ring oh my god so i think we've made some progress i think you have to <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Why don't you just buy the ring now, put it in his bedside drawer, just so he's ready for that day? Well, like, I'm not willing to do an ultimatum of, like, you need to marry me or I'm leaving. But I will do an ultimatum of, you need to marry me or buy me a dog. Right? <laughs> so you're That's really like gently. a ultimatum. I don't have to course. give him up at the end. But I get no. something. So you're really gently nudging him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought I wasn't subtle, Hillary. Is there a part here? Let me ask you something. And honest, honestly, if you get a proposal from him in the next year, is there going to be a part of you that is going to be sad that you, that you, I mean, you know that you want it and he, I mean, you don't think if you, had you not coerced, coerced him, that's not the right <laughs> word. Had you not suggested to him that you really, 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 really want to get married, he wouldn't be asking. I don't know. That, it, but is there a part of you that would be like, well, I really like made it clear that this is what I want. And uh, would there be a part? Of, I'm having trouble asking the question because. You want to know if I'll be sad or I'll question whether it's something he really wants because. Yes. He knows yes. that it's important to me. That's right. Uh, 
I could understand why you would think that. <laughs> but, I mean, I was clear, as much as he's been clear from the very beginning about his expectations and his wants in our relationship, like, I was still at the point where I could have a, a child, and I still am, technically. Um, I, I could still have a child, but he comes with two and a vasectomy, so we're not going to have children together. Right. So I think that that was very much his choice or a choice that he already made. And I've accepted that. And then when it came to marriage, when we first started dating, he made jokes that like, oh, I'm never getting married again because he had just been divorced. And I made it very clear that like I'm not interested in being your girlfriend forever. So right now it's a battle of wills is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I don't want to rush him. Like, he'll get to it when he gets to it. And I I mean, we've had some really important conversations that I think, like, all relationships you need to have. And, like, what what are you here for? Do you Are you looking for a long-term partner? Are we going to spend our lives together? Because, like, I've got five good baby-making years left, maybe a few more, through the miracle of science. Well, Bridget Nielsen was in her 50s. <laughs> right. So, like, there, it could happen, but, like, that door is closing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm making a sacrifice because I'm choosing to be with him, but these are things that I've always wanted. It's, it's really hard to yeah. be clear about what you want, but I think everybody deserves to have one hand a little heavier than the other one. Uh, and you may get a dog out of this, so that's not the worst <laughs> yeah. thing, right? The, the heavier hand might be pulling a dog. Right. <laughs> rather than a diamond, but that's Do- okay. Like That's okay. You know what? I'm actually less about, I want the marriage, but I'm less about the marriage than I am about the commitment. But you have that already. But no, like we're together. But I, for me, it's more like, a, okay, this is... This is for as long as we can tolerate each other. But marriage is also no longer a lifetime commitment either. Right. You know? But it's a statement in front of our families and more importantly, in front of his girls. Because I am very much a part of their family and I'll always not really be on the inside. Right. He's but, you're, You don't have status. Right. But because we're not going to have kids, that's the closest I'm going to be. So creating that family unit is really important to me. Okay. And he knows that. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. Okay. I respect you that you're, you're, I mean, a lot of people would just say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll just wait forever. <laughs> and, and, but you, you, you've told him what you want. You're a grown woman. You know right. what you want. Well, or and, a lot of people would have been out right in the beginning. Right. Yeah. That's fair too. Well, now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not meant to make you sad. Like it's. Honestly, we're in a really great place. Hey, when we're in Jamaica, do you want me to work him a little to get some inside information? I, I, I don't think that he needs to be worked, honestly. Okay, like, should you want get me to it? get him drunk and scare him a little? No, no. no. I want him to get there when he's ready. And he, know, he knows I'm ready. So he when he gets there, he gets there. If he gets there. Good. And, uh, and I love him, no matter what. Today's guest on the podcast has tapped into a very interesting new concept, especially now that cannabis has become legal here in Canada. It's a dating website for people who like to get high. You knew that it was just a matter of time. Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast, Darren Roberts, the CEO and founder of HiThere.com. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, Darren. This is uh, really exciting because we've all seen dating apps like Tinder 
and all of the other ones, the Bumbles. What makes HiThere.com yeah. different? You know, it was uh, really, it's just the like-minded aspect of, you know, people that want to connect and, um, you know, over cannabis. Um, for years, there's been a stigma and a judgment associated with um uh, with, uh, you know, individuals that consume cannabis, whether it's for medical or recreational purposes. And, you know, right off the bat, from an icebreaker perspective, you have something in common. And friends and family that do uh, consume, we're meeting other people on other dating sites, uh, whether or even through, uh, you know, friends that, you know, set them up on blind dates. And things would go well. And then, you know, one of them would all of a sudden say, hey, let's go out and, you know, smoke a joint or let's spark it up. And next thing you know, a lot of times there was a judgment that was there and the relationship was over. So we felt there was a really good need to create a platform where people can meet other like-minded people and just feel comfortable knowing that uh, there's no judgment or stigma associated with what, you know, what their interests are. You know, Darren, I listened to that and I just realized how old I am because I still call it dope. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, now that cannabis is legal in Canada, I've been calling it dope and everyone's like, we're not doing that anymore. The correct term. (laughs) Do you like the dope? Uh, So I could see how I could see how it's a deal breaker in some relationships. But like, I mean, is it really that much of a deal breaker that you had to go and start a website? Yes, you know, it really is. Surprisingly, Um, there were actually uh, more than not people that we spoke with. Um, you know, particularly, you know, when we came up with the idea it was back in 2014 and we didn't launch into 2015. And at the height of the height of that, those times is really the, the main popularity and growth of Tinder and other dating apps that were out there. And it was actually a lot more common than, than what we anticipated. Um, turns out that people connect on high there for a lot of reasons, um, being able to sort of share experiences. But, um, yeah, you know, it's really anytime you can bring people together that have a common interest or share something, um, it really enables, uh, you know, to be able to really connect and almost relax a lot more knowing that you have something in common with someone. So are people who are meeting others on high there, are they specifically looking for people to get high with? Or is it just a regular relationship site with the understanding that you're both kind of into that? Yeah, it's a combination of really both. Um, you know, we when we launched, we were sort of labeled the Tinder for tokers. Um, <laughs> Love it. We had a lot of really, really successful, um, you know, relationships through marriage and uh, that marriages that have taken place, as well as you know, dating and moving in together, as well as just sort of to that, you know, uh, hook up, if you will. Um, but you know, just like on a lot of other social platforms, even Tinder, Bumble. Um, you know, hi there. People get on there, and people like to meet other people and to talk. And there have also been friendships that have been established as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are on there really, uh, you know, ultimately just to meet other like-minded people. And with the idea, listen, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, sex is something that creates a significant amount of attraction for people to be drawn to something. And I think people are out there and curious to meet other people. And now they're just meeting other people that consume cannabis or smoke dope. So I know nothing about dating websites whatsoever because I've been in a monogamous relationship for a hundred years, Darren. Uh, so my friend Hillary here has been in the world of Tinder and dating sites and so on. So just help me out here. When you go on Tinder, do they have like little subgroups that you can go into based on, you know, the things that you like, or I don't know how it works. Help a girl out. 
Do you want to take this, Darren, or would you like me to? (laughs) You know, you go for it. Okay, so I don't know how high there works, but I know that on Tinder, you have your interests listed below, but mostly it's just a picture thing, and then you look down to the profile if you want to go beyond that. Now, like, there are other websites where you can sort of have them suggest people based on your interests. And is that how high there works, or is it a picture game followed by the rest? Yeah, so hi there. Actually, it's a, it's a similar. One of the reasons we were labeled the Tinder for Tokers is because of our interface. We actually um, have a, a, a significant revamp um, coming up on the technology and design side, which we're super uh, excited about. But what makes yes, so basically it talks about you know you put in there, you put in your photo, but it asks you know how you like to consume. Um, whether it's through edibles, smoking, and then also lifestyle questions. You know, do you like food, fitness, culture, different things? So you sort of get a better understanding. But one of the things that makes Hi There also a little bit more unique versus a Tinder and sort of more specialized is that due to sort of the growth and legalization and how it's continuing to grow, and obviously in Canada, you know, just as of the 17th becoming legal, there's a lot of people that don't want to be on larger, more public uh platforms when it comes to showing their, you know, love or comfort for cannabis, because it is still a stigma. It is the legality of it, you know, particularly in the States, um, you know, is still growing. Even just in Canada, it's new. And even though it's new recreationally now for the last couple of weeks, it doesn't necessarily mean people are ready to sort of come out and say, okay, you know what, I consume. So one of the nice things about High there is that you know, it's not, you're not going to be on there necessarily with, you know, your teacher, your boss, um, and sort of publicly displayed like you are on some of these other very, very large platforms. Our goal is to really create a community where people feel safe um, and, you know, they're involved with some like-minded. So I think that's one of the main areas. Um, other sites might have sort of like, you know, a 420-friendly or a marijuana or cannabis-friendly, you know, check off but here there's some in-depth conversations and things that take place where it gets a little bit uh, a little bit deeper if you will right like are you I, I know a little bit about cannabis i'm not a smoker myself but if you're into the indica or the sativa or what kind of high you like it does it get that detailed or yeah it actually does and that's one of the things sort of you know these people are speaking a little bit more of the same language but it's also a great place for people to come and, and learn um you know there's a lot of depth to um our community in terms of the individuals, and they have a lot to say on a lot of different fronts. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to sort of get that from some different other platforms. And, and that's really, you know, with, with the community uh, growing uh, way you know, beyond high there, meaning the cannabis community, legalization in Canada and, you know, California and all these other states um, in the states that are that have become legal, you know, the audience just opens up more and more. And there's a lot of education um, that is readily available through the community uh, on high there, I think, which also adds a lot, um, which can create even more of a comfort zone in getting to connect with, you know, individuals and look to date and, and create friendships. Have you noticed since Poppy came legal October 17th here in Canada, and I do understand that you're a website that's based out of the United States, but have you always worked in Canada as well? Yeah, just by by default, um, our our app and our you know has been available in Canada. Um, we have, uh, I believe, north of twenty thousand members in Canada wow. that are uh, that are on our app. Um, you know, clearly, um, our initiatives and in really getting out there and, and and getting more people involved in Canada and creating a platform where um, you know 
there's a lot of uh, comfort and excitement, you know, in, you know, up in up in Canada is exciting and fantastic. We'll do get involved a little bit more in the marketing efforts and what we have, what we call sort of high there meetups, where we can take individuals out of the technology and bring them into a common place to socialize. So we're gonna, we're really excited about that. I mean, you know, what Canada has done in legalization and what it brings, you know, not only to high there but the whole cannabis industry itself is just it's really exciting. Well, Darren, time, you so, got to um, tell me the Doritos is sponsoring these meetups. <laughs> That's I think the thing that the that sort of stoner stigma sort of attests to. Like a lot of people think, oh well, if I'm into weed, these are the things that are going to be on my profile. Likes Doritos, uh, activities, <laughs> sits on couch. But there are different types of weed that do different types of things. Can you speak to that a little bit, Darren? Yes, for sure. I mean, you know, you mentioned it a little bit before. You know, indica and sativa. You know, there's different uh, types of weed, and what's crazy is that as legalization has grown, the science behind um, the weed itself, you know, it, you're able to really, really pinpoint, and there's some really great companies out there, you know, that based on how you want to feel and what your activity levels are, this is the type of, you know, weed you should be consuming. Um, so, yeah, there is definitely um, a lot more to it. The, the stoner mentality, you know, from, quote, unquote, the Spicoli days of Fast Times at Ridgemont High um, back in the day is really, you know, it's changed a lot. Sure, there are, you know, individuals out there that fit that, you know, if you will, but there's a lot of highly educated, highly motivated individuals that do consume and do not sit on their couch and do not, you know, chow on Doritos. Um, you know, there's literally, you know, doctors, lawyers, um, you know, that, that consume, you know, as well as millennials across the board as well. So I think it's a very diverse group in as legalization takes place and education comes in and you see the benefits medically, you know, you're, you're at a point now where you really see that sort of that pigeonhole view of what a cannabis consumer has historically been does not define those that consume you know, in a, in, in a broad way. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with just like drinking. When you first start drinking, the whole goal is to get as messed up as you possibly can. So most of our exposure to weed in the beginning, right, Sandra, Sandra was to get like <laughs> as messed up as you could. Hence the couch sitting in Doritos right. and not knowing your language. <laughs> like, Absolutely. But things change. It's like a fine wine, right? Yeah, I mean, for for sure, for sure, it it it, and it changes uh, changes drastically. You know, the um, it, it's really amazing. It's just some of the relationships and some of the people that we've spoken with. You know, I I think even right around the time we launched, I remember it was the New York Times. There was a full ad in the New York Times, and it basically this is your cannabis consumer or smoker, if you will. And it was a picture of a gentleman who had perfectly parted hair. Um, and then the top part of his shoulders, he was wearing a beautiful suit. And then from his chest down, he was wearing scrubs. And then from his stomach down, he was wearing something else. And what it really defined and showed is that, you know, there's not this one area where you say, okay, this is what a consu uh, cannabis consumer looks like. Your educators, your, your doctors, your lawyers, your entrepreneurs, your athletes. You know, everyone consumes on some level, and so that's sort of taken that away. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, there are plenty of people and who still enjoy smoking and getting on the couch and ordering a pizza and, and hanging out, <laughs> but there are some incredibly highly functional, 
cannabis uh, consumers uh, on a daily basis that, you know, I know of and also that we've seen, you know, on our platform yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, Darren, times are definitely changing because that reference you made about, you know, getting high, being on the couch, eating your Doritos, that's the only pothead I know. Because I, you know, do you know what I mean? Uh, there's such a stigma is what I'm getting at about pot. And thank you for the Spicoli reference, by the way. I appreciated uh, that. I really uh, I figured 100 years of marriage and dope, right. that, you know, you and I would both but, get But there's that. such... There's such a there's such a stigma about pot that you I don't equate a pot user as being a doctor or anything like that. I mean, I get it's going to take a lot of time to change the perception of what a pothead is. And are you, what are you doing to change that? Are you doing anything to change that? Well, yeah, I mean, so, you know, just by our community and our growth and, and seeing what, you know, what is happening and the different types of people um, that have reached out to us. But you, you, you look anywhere now, um, and, you know, so we're involved um, in a lot of different organizations, and there's a lot of positive that has come out medically, you know, on the cannabis side of things. I mean, change people's lives. Um, you know, I know presently people very, very close to me that are battling cancer, um, that deal with anxiety, um, and they've turned to uh, cannabis to really, really help them you know, in, in those areas. And I will say that, you know, if you look historically at the way um, people have consumed and abused alcohol, um, and then you also look at sort of the effect that cannabis has had, you know, on um, their, on, the, on them as individuals and so forth and the positive effect, you know, there are so many positives. And I think through education and through information that is out there right now and continued growth and study, people really see that there are a lot of positives associated with it. Do you think it's just that if someone is effectively using marijuana, you probably wouldn't know about it? So the people that you do see in daily culture that you associate with being stoned are the equivalent to the drunks that you see consuming alcohol. Like most people have a glass of wine and be okay. But when you think about it, somebody who uses alcohol, you don't necessarily think about a drunk. But because we've been so hidden... When it comes to pot, do you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think first and foremost, we all agree that, you know, no one ever knows what goes on behind closed doors and, you know, someone's own personal life. And, you know, you can be out to dinner with, you know, four other couples that you've known for years. And, you know, he's uh, head of surgery at one of the most, you know, highly coveted hospitals in all of Canada or all of the, you know, the states, if you will. And we don't know that every night that he goes home and sits on his couch or she and, and smokes a joint you know, or takes an edible. Um, and I think that uh, that takes place. I think it's sort of, you know, we, we've always said it, hi there, you've got more friends than you think, you know, because the reality is, is that there's more and more people that actually consume than we, than we really thought, you know, just because it's been illegal, people are a lot more, you know, quiet about it. But, you know, I think just like anything else in general, I, it could be alcohol, it could be cannabis, you know, it could be diet related, you know, people, you know, respond to their consumption in different ways. And there's people that use it to a benefit. And unfortunately, there's also people, whether it's alcohol, cannabis, or nicotine or anything, you know, would potentially use it to a detriment. So um, I think, you know, it depends on each individual, but there are very, very high functioning, you know, individuals that do, you know, consume daily in, in their place of work. Right. It's just like anything, moderation, right? <laughs> moderation and also even the medicinal side right. of it, right? Absolutely. You know, people take people take other medicines that affect 
their anxiety and their stress and different things, you know, and, um, you know, there, there's a, a medicinal part of this that people really have experienced a lot of value in as well. i got to ask you about the pushback now. You launch a website called HiThere.com for people who like to get high, essentially. Uh, I know I'm simplifying it, but okay, essentially. Has there been a pushback? Have you had any negativity in response to this website? Any groups in particular? Yeah, you know, when we first launched the the the, the, the you know, the whole legality in the cannabis environment has changed so fast and drastically, you know, than it did, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, when we first launched, just from a personal perspective, it's amazing, you know, how many people are like, you know, behind your back, I can't believe you're doing this, and, you know, passing judgment, if you will. And now three and a half years later, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you guys did such a great job. It's awesome. And, you know, so from on the personal side of things, I think initially early on, because the cannabis space was at a far different place three and a half years ago than it is today, you know, you dealt with some of those, you didn't have as much support, if you would, if you were going to go start another business. Um, But it's become, there's so much awareness of it that the overall pushback uh, has really dissipated. Um, You know, people that really were sort of against it and and talking about, you know, well, it's marijuana and it's pot and it's not good for you, you know, that's changed drastically. And um, being able to provide a community where people can go and share experiences, meet other people, um, you know, ultimately it's just, it's been a real, real positive thing. Nothing's ever easy. Um, We take a lot of things and take the feedback you know, that we get. But uh, we're at a good time right now, not just high there, but the cannabis industry as a whole, where we can really show that there's a lot of value and in, in, in positive things to come out of this growth. Do you have any incredible success stories? Yeah, I mean, there's tons, you know, relatively speaking, we're really psyched about. I mean, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you two really quickly. Uh, we were uh, at an event in uh, Las Vegas back in September of uh, 2016. And a couple came up to us and they just basically were like, you know, we really want to thank you. You know, we were on all these other sites and, you know, we met and they were, they were, uh, had a wedding date already. So they had a, they, they were getting, they met on high there and they were due to get married. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they actually did. So we have a bunch of situations like that, but one really cool one was, um, I received an email from a woman who lives in Sydney, Australia. And uh, she emailed me and said, listen, I just want to really thank you for creating Hi There. Um, it has changed my life. And um, I'm from Sydney, Australia, and I met someone on Hi There in New York, and I flew to New York. And one of the most magical nights of my life was uh, we spent on a park bench um, <laughs> overlooking the Hudson River, sharing a joint together. And we just got along really, really well. So, you know, please uh, continue to grow the community. And the fact that, you know, we were able to connect two people from across the world um, and to have them come together and have um, an experience, uh, uh, you know, that they shared something in common that really changed their lives uh, made us realize that, you know, we're doing some good work here and uh, we're really just excited about, you know, the platform being able to to uh, connect people. So that was, that one was really cool. Yeah, and you're probably, you're still a relatively new website, so you're going to probably hear more and more stories of people getting married and weddings and all that great stuff. Imagine a high there wedding. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I like the thoughts. It's funny. We, uh, we actually uh, tried to facilitate uh, something uh, with a couple and just the timing and so forth didn't work out, but uh, there, there will be, you know, one of the, one of the nice things 
you know, and it's not lost us on us in any level is that, um, you know, technology is, there's a lot of positives to it and being able to, in this space, being able for people sort of just connect at any time, any place, no matter where you are. But there is such a beauty of, you know, having people connect on technology and then sort of bringing them outside of the app and bring them together in person. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, We've had a lot, a lot of, um, you know, thoughts and suggestions, not only on we've done some of these high there meetups, which I uh, referenced before, both in L.A. and New York. But um, uh, my reaction to what you were saying about, you know, a high there wedding is that it's actually been brought up. And, you know, we definitely will be doing some be some good content and some people also uh, involved that we create a little bit of excitement for the brand itself. So uh, you're, you're thinking in the right direction. Well, can I suggest a destination wedding to BC? Hey, I love it. <laughs> and may I suggest hey, party know. favors, uh, rolling paper with a picture of the bride and the groom on it. <laughs> uh, by the way, when we, we well, there's a lot for us to discuss when this uh, takes place. I know. We can pick a venue in Canada, and we can also uh, talk about the party. Favors. I'm just excited. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm excited about the buffet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Buffet's going to be off the hook. Hey, post post. post uh, Post joints or post dope, you know what? I think a lot of people would be excited about the buffet as well. I have a question for you. Is this like the hair club for, for men? Are you the president but also a member? <laughs> well, you know, I'm happily married. Um, and uh, so I am the president or co-founder, I should say. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all a very, very healthy situation. And really the, the idea for launching this was um, just based on family and friends who uh, both on the medical and recreational side shared their stories. You know, I'm at that age um, where you sort of see a lot of people in your life, you know, either getting divorced or separated and re-entering the world to try and meet people. And uh, so that was really the nature of it. But uh, my my wife loves the platform. Uh, Some really, really good responses on it. Met a ton of great people, you know, from a friendship perspective as well. So, uh, it, it's all it's all good and, and really excited about, you know, the direction we're heading. You know, I think this is a really awesome idea because in my day, I dated a, a few stoners along the way. And it would have been helpful to know that they were more of the coach Dorito never leave the house type <laughs> versus the uh, the active type. Because th- those are the things that can really break up a relationship if your lifestyle doesn't mix. Oh, no, no, for sure. And I think that's, that was one of the... You know, the key things there, it's sort of, it's not only a judgment, but, you know, you know, any relationship when there are things in common um, clearly uh, adds value, right? It makes things easier initially. You sort of share some of the same interests. And it's also very cool to, to learn about other things that you may not, of course, as well. But when it really comes, uh, comes to, uh, you know, this particular area, I mean, it, it, it's amazing um, how much you know, there is to share and and how much really cool, uh, exciting information and how cool people are. Um, But you're right. I mean, back in the day, you know, when something's illegal, people aren't walking out of their door and saying, hey, I partake in this because it's illegal. You know, they're actually very, very quiet about it. And, you know, one thing I can feel very confident is that there are a hell of a lot more cannabis consumers um, and people in 
everyone's lives, whether it's mine or yours or friends of ours uh, who consume that we just don't. You know, know. you're you're absolutely and, right, and I feel like you know, with cannabis becoming legal legal on October seventeenth in Canada, it, like it has drawn out even in my own workplace. You, it's just a conversation that you never really have with people whether or not they smoke pot. I don't care. I don't ask. But on that day, everyone was talking about what they ordered from the cannabis store, and I will tell you, it was always the people I least suspected, and I was shocked. Yeah. Like we're talking like a sixty year old woman in my office, and it's yeah. like. And it's just something you don't talk about. And all of a sudden, boom, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I've got a uh, someone very close in my life, in my family life, who has multiple myeloma. And in the last, last time you could ever imagine, uh, this would be the last individual that I would ever think would turn to uh, medical marijuana. Uh, it's changed her life. Um, it's helped her out immensely. And even as heavy as the medical side of it, down to the social side. You know, there are a lot of people, you know, you know, that would rather smoke a joint or consume, um, you know, than have five or six drinks and, you know, potentially wake up the next day, you know, with a with a big headache or hungover, you know. And also, it, it, it's one of those things, too, where cannabis is what we've seen, too, has really created a lot more of a social environment. You know, if you walk into a party and, you know, a bunch of people are sitting around and talking and having drinks, you know, and you don't really know them, you might sort of say, okay, I'm not going to walk over there. There might be a little bit of apprehension. But if you walk into a party and a bunch of people are sort of standing around talking and they're passing a joint around, uh, you know, it's a whole different thing. You know, it, it, it creates community a little bit. People come in and share. And so, you know, we've, we've seen that translate over into, um, into our platform. And that's that's really the thing. It's you know a place where people can come and feel comfortable and and learn and share their experiences and meet some cool people. Cool. So you're at HiThere.com. Do you uh, are you on social media? Yeah, we are on social media. Uh, we have Facebook. We're HiThere app, um, and uh, we also are on Instagram as well uh, and Twitter. And um, we are available in the uh, iTunes App Store as well as the uh, Android Google Play Store as well. And, um, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow and build the community and looking forward to uh, really doing a lot of fun, cool things also uh, in Canada. So we're excited oh. about what the next, uh, next few months to a year yeah, has. Yeah, invite me to that meetup. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to have you here in Canada. Darren Roberts, founder and CEO of HiThere.com and the app. Yep. Look forward to it. Well, thank you so much for having me. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, the quick and the dirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find The Quick and the Dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.